0: What's going on, guys? It's Christian Ortiz. Welcome back to the Becoming Who I Want to Be podcast. I am super excited today. I am going to be sharing my origin story. This is going to be my first episode. And uh, I shared the exact same thing a little bit deeper on my Facebook page, uh, my Facebook Live over there. So if you want to check that out, look up Christian Ortiz. You'll see it over there. But let me just get into it. So um, the podcast and and everything is about helping people get better past their fears and and the things that keep them stuck and not doing the things they know will get them better right so for me this journey towards success and and um and beating fear started when i was about 11 or 12 and i want to keep this short because it was like 30 over 30 minutes on facebook um and my parents were um fighting a lot um screaming uh, yelling it was it was a uh, not a good household. there was you know uh, uh, like verbal abuse type thing, physical abuse type thing. Um, my dad uh, has dealt with alcoholism his whole life. My mom has dealt with depression and anxiety her whole life, and they had a rough childhood. they grew up in, in uh, the Bronx New York, and I get it um, it was just it was very difficult and um, when I was thirteen, they had a very, very ugly divorce. Um, I still remember coming home. Uh, when I was 13, it was my brother's 10th birthday actually. And we came home, you know, I was had my backpack on, we go up the porch, uh, walk in the front door, you know, walk around through the living room to the kitchen. And there was my brother's birthday cake. Uh, he was 10 years old, it was his 10th birthday, this you know, round cake. And half the candles on the cake were lit. Half the candles on the cake were lit and the decorations were like half set up. And my mom wasn't there. And we were confused. I asked my dad, where's mom? He said he didn't know. Three days went by. And I couldn't sleep. We had no idea where she was. And after three days, she calls and she tells me what happened. And um, the police had to get involved. They had to be um, separated. Certain things happened. And um, it was really horrible and really ugly. Um, Both of my parents have these... Mental issues. My, both my parents have expressed suicidal thoughts to me, and I want. And I don't want to. Um, I want to keep this, you know, like PG, and, and in case kids want to listen to it. But I want to be honest. Um, both my parents have had suicidal thoughts, and they've expressed it to me. I mean, to sit down and talk with your mom about how she doesn't want to be in this world is diff- it's, it's it's a different kind of feeling and pain and, and to deal with, and it's, it's in your chest. You know, it's just, it's hard. Um, My mother was admitted to a mental hospital after this divorce. Um, She couldn't handle the, it wasn't the divorce, but it was like the way that everything happened. And it was hard for her. And um, after certain things happened, and I don't want to get into too much of it, but um, we ended up moving to my mom's and she was on prescription medications for depression. And she would take them and it would, it would just ruin her. She would be, oh, I she would be in the living room. We had a small, tiny, little apartment. Um, my brother and I shared a room. Two beds in one room and, like, a good dresser with a TV. It was so small. And we would come out, and my mom would be on the couch. And I could see her there, and she had just taken some medication, you know, and, uh, and well, you know, we actually didn't even have cable. We had the antenna thing, so sometimes she would call us and and we would have to move the antennas, it was on the wall, so we'd have to move the antennas and try and get the right channel, you know, and then if she wanted to change the channel, we'd have to come back, and uh, she had, like, Jerry Springer and, like, those few crappy shows, but anyway, I still remember walking, you know, the carpet, the way it felt when I left my room, and there she was, and it wasn't every night, but it was a lot of nights, and she would be eyes droopy, and Mouth open, sometimes even kind of drooling a little bit. And just a zombie. Sometimes she would be eating and she would just, her hand would be bringing the food up to her mouth and then back down. And she wasn't doing anything, just back and forth. I mean, she was a zombie. And I would go talk to her and be like, Mom, are you you okay? And She, She didn't even speak. I said, all right, Mom, let's go to bed. So, you know, my brother and I would pick her up. We'd get her feet in the sandals you know and then we'd slowly walk her she'd take these tiny little steps and we'd walk her to her bed and tuck her in you know get her nice and comfortable All right, good night mom give her a kiss and then we'd go put her to bed and we'd go to school the next day and um so it was like this and and for me i hated this it, it hurt me in my soul to see my mom go through this so i was studying i was studying success and uh happiness right how to get past these things and so i was studying and studying and every few days i would come to my mom and i say look hey mom um i just found this thing online and if you uh think this way and if you do this and you do this and then you're gonna feel better trust me so just try this out and it's gonna work and you're gonna feel better and she would be like yeah okay son yeah okay you know like whatever and then she would try and be like oh my god okay and then i will go back and i will study something else and i'll come back a couple of days hey mom Uh, I got this different way that you do it this way. And uh, if you think this way, then it's going to get rid of the depression. I promise. Just do it. (sighs) Okay. Yeah, son. You know, put her head down a little bit. And I just remember being so mad and frustrated. It's like, just do it because you don't, I don't want you to feel this way anymore. Like this is so, it's like she had a, a shield in front of her. And for people that have dealt with people that have depression, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, or if you've had depression, it's like... It's like, um, you can't get through, man. You can't get through, and it was like it's so hard when someone you love, and you care so much about, and you can't get through, and I and I hated that. So, I kept going and I kept studying and I kept doing this because, when you have that love for somebody, you don't give up, right? You just keep going until you figure it out. So I kept going like this throughout my high school years from you know middle school or late from like early junior high school to high school I graduated I went off to college and she was you know still kind of in the same state but you know a little bit better and um I never realized that I never focused on myself because I was so focused on her and I never looked at me and I might have been the most insecure person that i knew right i i hated the way i looked i didn't like my personality i didn't like my smile i didn't like my laugh i i it was like so difficult like i i was so self-conscious i was ashamed of my body i was i was out of shape but i was ashamed of it I couldn't talk to girls, like I couldn't talk to females at all. I hadn't had a long term relationship in my life. And actually, be honest, uh, <laughs> I was eight, I, when I got into college, I was, I was still a virgin, I'm 18 years old. And that's embarrassing. And I'm sharing it with you guys. I'm just being open. I would, probably would rather not, but whatever. I, I'd like to just let you guys know this is real. Like it was, it was tough. And I was so self critical. And I remember at certain points in college I couldn't even talk to people sometimes. Like I would go to talk to somebody and I'd would be so nervous that I'd be in the middle of a conversation and I'd start stuttering like like I couldn't get I couldn't get words out. Like it's so crazy. Like I that's how strong this type of stuff is this anxiety It's like oh my god like it was a horrible horrible feeling. And a lot of times when I was in college I I would just fall in front of my bed and just start crying. And I would just ask, like, why am I broken? You know? I really would ask, like, why, why was I born this way that I, ha- I have to be fixed? I feel like I had to be fixed and something was broken inside of me that I couldn't stop thinking this way. I couldn't stop. And it was ruining me. And I, I hated that. And it was like I felt like I was being suffocated by life. Like I, I, it was so horrible, and like deep down, I just I wanted to get out of this pain. Like it, it was like something was in my throat when I felt when I was talking to people. It was like I couldn't breathe almost. My voice was weak, you know. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I felt like I needed to breathe. And. <clears throat> At this point, I was separated a little from my mom because I lived on campus. I went to Rutgers in New Jersey. And like, my deepest desires were first for her. I wanted her to get out of this depression. And then it was like, now I need to get myself out of this anxiety. Like, I want to feel cared for by other people. Like, I don't know why, but I felt like nobody cared. And I just I, I was in a lot of pain. I wanted to be happy really badly. I wanted to be happy, and so I started studying success more, right? But it wasn't working. Like it, it just I I felt like I knew everything, and I was studying, and I was studying, and I don't know. Maybe it wasn't breaking through. To, I don't know. It wasn't breaking through to me. But I just I, it, it was hard. And then. Despite all this stuff, right? My mom being numb, I am being stuck, I had this uh, something happened. Something came, someone happened to me actually. I had a blessing in the form of my first real girlfriend in college. I met this girl who really, really to this day is one of the most intelligent, positive, and loving people that I've ever met in my life. I mean, this girl's phenomenal. Um, and despite Everything that was messed up with me, she still, for some reason, liked me. I don't know why. <laughs> and we started dating. And my life, like, 100% completely changed. Excuse me. I lost 50, like, almost 50 pounds, like 40-something pounds. I stopped feeling, like, almost all the anxiety I had. I was happy. Like, I would wake up smiling every day. And I was waking, making more money than I'd ever made. Feeling strong. Like, my self-worth was high. And like for me it was like my life flipped like everything was different and i i had no idea why but for the first time in my life though i had i had love and i knew that and i gave this girl all the love that i had like she was my first and and uh, she gave it back to me and for the 10 to 12 like between 10 and 12 months that we dated it was like it was really great my life flourished and um eventually we came to the point where we couldn't we couldn't date anymore i mean um she was great, um I, you know we had a great relationship. Um, she was a few years older than me, and she was uh, she had like a doctor to go after. I was about to graduate college and I was leaving and um it was just really time it was time for us, but we again, we had a great relationship. it wasn't like anything bad um, but I, so so we broke up, and after we broke up, my life went down the drain again. I gained back all literally all of the weight I lost, my anxiety came. Back full force um, and when I came home from college I found out that we were being evicted from the apartment that, that we lived in my me and my mom and my brother in, and I was broke so my self-worth which had climbed so high had dropped down to the deepest <laughs> lows that it had been ever and so at this point my brother my mom and I actually uh, became homeless um, we went from place to place Um, like couch to couch to, you know, floor, like, um, we were only usually being a place for like a few weeks, maybe like a month. Um, actually one of the places I ended up staying is, um, I ended up having to, uh, go to my grandma's. We, we came down to Florida for a little bit before going back to New Jersey, but I stayed, like literally got an air mattress and I slept on my grandma's kitchen floor and it was like ridiculous. Like it was so hard. Um we went back to new jersey we were there we tried to get a couple places didn't work and then we actually started living out of this 2004 blue honda civic that my, my car the three of us like and we did this for like a month like and since we had nowhere to go we actually drove to la from jersey and i remember pulling the the, the lever you know to to kind of lay back to sit but I couldn't go back too far because my mom who's like a small lady she's like five foot tall was laying in the back seat trying to get comfortable with her knees bent you know like curled up trying to sleep my brother was in the passenger I was in the driver's seat and I had the steering wheel on my lap trying to bend my knees over just to get some rest and, and I had an eye cover and we had blankets and man I, t- I tell you it was it was hard and This experience, I'm going to get more into it later because this is a deep, long one. But we went to L.A. and it was the scariest, most life-changing experiences of my life. Like, probably the most. Like, it was, like, to keep it brief, my car broke down and we were on the street. No money. Had no idea what we're going to do next. I, I actually had to... It broke down, and I had to sell my car for $100. Like, I took, <laughs> let's go crazy. And I took that money, and we had a cousin in San Francisco. I, we bought tickets without even knowing anything. And we were just like, this is the only place we can go because we have nowhere to go. So I took that money, spent all of it on three tickets to San Francisco on a Greyhound, and we left. We called her up. She didn't answer. We left a message like, you know, we have nowhere to stay. Can we come stay with you? And I remember being in the bus, driving past these mountains and and just, like, trying kind of to distract myself from everything that was going on. Like, my life was caving in. Like, I don't know if you guys have felt that, but, like, my whole life was caving in. Like, I had no idea what I was going to do. And um, she gave us a call back. She called my mom, actually. And she said... No. You can't come stay with us. <laughs> I have never felt as low or as scared like I almost felt like out of like out of my body experience like and I'm not saying like, like I got to stop that but it, it was unreal. I felt like I w- how can this ha- ha- be happening? I don't know what is going to happen. And the year before, I had decided to reconcile things with my father. We hadn't talked for about 10 years after the divorce. And so I gave him a call and I was like, look, I don't want to have this problem anymore. Let's talk this out. And um, so on my way to, San, on the way to San Francisco, I gave him a call. I was like, look, man, um, my car broke down. We don't know what's happening. Um, I know you want us to come out to Florida. If you buy tickets for us, we'll come but we're on the way to San Francisco. So we'd have to find an airport in between here and there. And it's like, okay. So he bought tickets for us. I was like, look, we only can come if you buy a ticket for our mom too. So he bought a ticket for us three. And we came out. Now, when I first got here, you guys, I was in survival mode. For the past like two years, I didn't have a place to stay for more than like a month or two, right? I was like, like aggressive, like every decision that I had made the year before was like life or death, essentially. Having a place to live or not. Being on the street or not. And like it was high stakes and it took me a long time to calm down. But when I did, I remembered that I wanted this success and I didn't just want the success for me. I wanted to teach my mom and I wanted to be able to provide for her. So I got back on this journey and I started studying again. And I started thinking back to when I was dating this girl like why was everything so good then why so I said okay well maybe I I need another girlfriend so I went and looked and got another girlfriend and um it just wasn't my life was a little harder and more I had more anxiety with her than I did when I was single and you know it's okay I mean we just weren't right for each other but um, she, she's a good girl but uh, I just couldn't do it we, and we broke up I had, to, I had to break up with her and I started thinking again I was like man like what sitting in my bed you know thinking like damn like what the hell is the difference and I think I thought about it more and I thought about it more and I it kind of it hit me right that when I was with her like the main emotion that I had the thing I felt was love like, from the time I woke up to the time I fell asleep, like, I felt love, right? Like, a lot. Like, she loved me and I loved her. And and it fostered, like, love, a lot of love in my heart. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Like, okay. that That was like I was in a good place all the time. And because of that, I was able to do things. But... I didn't want to depend on somebody else, and I knew I didn't have to to get this love, right? Because otherwise, my whole life, I'm going to need to have someone to give that to me, right? I won't be able to be independent. So I was like, I need to figure out how to have self-love. So I started studying. I started studying it, how to increase it. I started studying it, right? There's lots of information out there. The first thing I came up with was, like, there's so much information, and barely any of it had anything actionable. So Okay. Let me try and think myself into into my into success, right? Into self-love, into success with this. And I'm thinking, and I'm telling these affirmations, and going and going. I love myself. I love myself. And affirmations are great, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't working. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I started changing some things. I found some steps to take, right? I found, you know i tried started with some small like couple things you know changing my room the way it looked and um i found some steps that i could take that would increase my self-love right like you know like uh certain things that you can do besides like you know moving your room and changing things changing your environment which is super important but like different things and i started doing these things and doing the mental part the thinking and all of a sudden, like, it started working. I started feeling good, like, a lot. And I was like, wow, like, this is how I felt before with her. And I'm, But I'm making it for myself. And in that state, I was able to use everything I knew about weight loss, about making money, about being successful in all these different areas of my life. I was able to use it from this state, right? I was able to use it from this mentality this emotion that i created for myself but i didn't understand before and i understood now that it is a skill you understand it's a skill it's a habit it's a daily thing and so i created this uh, a ritual for myself in the morning middle of the day and at night not long like a few minutes but i created this thing to keep myself in this in this place and to train myself and get better with it and what happened is, I lost the 40 pounds again. I doubled my income. I grew my network of people. Like, I know such amazing people now, and like, it's so awesome. And and part of it is that you know, when you become better, you are around better people, and you got you got to be the person that you want to attract in your life. And I just have this much, the most amazing people in my life, and. I, because of that, I was able to have an opportunity where now I, I'm starting my own business, and I have this products, and it's, it's amazing, and and it really all came from that like skill that I gained, and um, for me it was like for me it was just an amazing thing, and the the biggest achievement for me was I was able to finally like the thing I had been trying to do for so many years, my main goal, is I got my mom to stop having that <laughs> I'm sorry stop having that that, that depression and um, she's compared to who she is now to who she was like 5-10 years ago it's like a completely different person and I'm so happy and proud of her she's the best I love seeing her smile she's the most important person to me and to be able to do that to someone you care about so much I can't describe that feeling to you it's just it's just my mom you know I love her and um, from this point, I just knew that I've, I know how to do this. I can help my mom with this, right? And, and again, she, she's not perfect. I'm, I'm getting her. She's, she's, but now she like goes for it herself. It's so awesome. Like she, she loves this stuff. She studies Abraham Hicks at night, which is great. Like she watches the stuff I watch. Like she watches Bob Proctor, which is an awesome guy. Um, but like, I, I helped her with the system. I helped her create a system. And now she's like, she's so much better. And I learned from that, from helping her, that I want to help more people to get past these things that hold them back, right? Because everyone knows what to do, or or most of the time, you know what to do. I mean, sometimes you don't, but a lot of times you do, and it's it's something else. And you guys got to understand it. For me, I had to understand, I had to tell myself this, is that uh, for me, it was, I need to put the the skill set right what i had the tool with the self-love the self-love is like the key for using the the, the tool the skill set which is like the, the lock and when you have both like it's inevitable <laughs> your success is inevitable you can do anything like you can really do anything if you're in that great mindset that you have that great skill and you match it with the tool of of whatever it is you want to achieve and i mean it's awesome And it's really within you now. Like it's within people. People can do it now. They just need to know how. And that's what I want to teach people. And that's the point of everything that I'm doing. This my mission of this podcast and the business that I'm creating as well. And for me, I'm creating tools. uh, I'm creating uh, systems, right? Where it's the mental part, the love part, like getting to you, you, getting you to um, to love yourself, and at the same time pairing that with the physical with either the information or whatever tool you need physically to get you to your goal and I know that this is like the way to have success in anything so the first thing I'm creating because because the thing I know the most is weight loss and health is a program to get people to uh, um, mentally switch and, and and so I give you like the, what you need to do daily, like what you need to know, what you need to practice to get that mental part right. And then at the same time, I'm providing the, the actual tools to get yourself that weight loss and uh, one physical tool, uh, which is this tea and the tea is going it, it cleanses your body. It prepares you and removes like the inflammation and all the bad things that you have, like that you build up. It removes that so you can start fresh like so when you when it's time you're losing weight fresh and i mean yes the, the this stuff it makes people lose weight but i think a lot of times it's, it's it gets it, like people promote it like oh this is just makes you lose weight like it's not that case yes you do lose a certain amount of weight but it it prepares you to to be healthy right and that's what i want and that's the point of this and if you pair that with the tools mentally and with the, the, the weight loss skill set like it's you, you just can't lose and that's that's the first thing I'm coming up with I'm deciding if I'm gonna name it Love to Health I think that's probably what I'm gonna name it the training um, and the package and um, and I'll let you guys know once I launch this but um, I'm just so excited to be able to have this platform to teach and to help and just to provide as much value as possible and, and to see some lives change because that's really what my goal is here um, and you know I want you guys to know it's it's this stuff is not about being perfect at all and it's not like some like you know lovey-dovey like you have to like be the most positive person all the time it's not even that like it's I keep saying like I gotta stop that I'm getting better it's my first podcast guys give me a break I'm getting better (laughs) Uh, but it's about having this respect for yourself being, having this confidence for yourself and all that stuff comes from from loving yourself it all comes from that so if you can and, and russell brunson talks about this is the one big domino you don't want to spend your day from what he says you don't want to spend your day talking uh, knocking down these little dominoes right you want to find the one big domino that can knock down all the rest of the dominoes and in this case loving yourself will knock down every other domino you'll get respect like You're going to be confident. You're going to feel, you're going to love yourself so much that you want to be better, right? Like you, I like me so much that I want to be the best version of me. And so that's what it is. And um, so, yeah, I can't wait to share with you guys. Thank you guys for listening so much. You guys are my becomers. I'm going to let you know from the first one that you guys all, if you're listening to this, I know that you want to become something greater. And you're, you're a becomer. I'm a becomer. We're becoming greater. And so you guys are the comers. I, I love it. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I have uh, interviews with entrepreneurs. I just recorded uh, one yesterday with these two entrepreneurs uh, from El Salvador. And um, they actually have this system, and, and they're, they're called Market Beat. They have this system. It's so cool. It's technical. Like they set it up in, in Walmarts and KFCs and, and um all these different restaurants and places in El Salvador and across South America um, that counts the people that come in and and, and like electronically or artificial intelligence—I don't know—they're smarter than me—but it counts the people and then changes the promo and changes what comes on the TV and the music based on how many people are there. It's like fascinating, and like, I'm gonna put that out soon, so look look out for that one. And um, but this podcast is gonna be helping you. That's what it is. And and for me, I'm an entrepreneur, and it's gonna be it's it's gonna be helping entrepreneurs. And giving this information and also documenting my journey from here to my goal and which is obviously obviously but a million dollar business I want to make a million dollars not just in revenue but I want to make a million dollars in profit so if you guys follow me here you're gonna be following that journey uh, from zero to a million so I can't wait to do it I'm gonna be posting here daily Uh, Even if this is a long one, but most of them are going to be like 10 minutes. I just want to introduce myself and I love you guys so much. My Becomers, I'll see you guys soon. Again, it's Christian Ortiz and uh, this is a Becoming Who I Want to Be podcast. Bye, guys.